0: Some believe it is only great power that can hold evil in check. But that is not what I have found. It is the small everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay. Small acts of kindness and love, Frodo. What? What? It's a Gandalf quote. What? Right?
1: We're starting off the show with a Gandalf quote. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like Gandalf? Yeah. Played by Richard Harris? No. Huh? It's not, it's not Gandalf. What's going on?
0: <laughs> I, I was reading a Gandalf quote. I yeah. thought you were reading a Harry Potter quote. We I, all, I, I did. You were. Gandalf from Harry Potter. You're just angering nerds now. Not the Michael Gambon Gandalf, but the <laughs> Richard Harris Gandalf. This is so bizarre.
1: Everyone, I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm Kent. And Jacob. Welcome, Welcome to Bacon, Bacon Sand. Sand. I would like uh, to
0: apologize for that intro. <laughs> I didn't really have one. <laughs> No, it's, no, that's my oh, only what's excuse. What's going on? So you've got a quote that is ripped off. Is that, is that what you're saying here? Is that the game? I'm just saying I looked for Harry Potter quotes. Apparently, the series is not very quotable, but there are a ton of Gandalf oh, quotes out so there. so angering people right now.
1: <laughs> Stop angering the fans.
0: <laughs> well, it, maybe it goes back a little bit further because... To your childhood? Uh, To my childhood. Maybe to 2009. Tell us about your childhood, kid. (laughs) My mother. No, it was maybe 2011 when the the seventh Harry Potter book came out. I went to the book release party dressed as Frodo, and my friend was Samwise. (laughs) And it was one of my legendary moments I've told a, a thousand times. But it's kind of my trolling that I have to do to the Harry Potter series. That continues.
1: To Would you say day. you're more of a Lord of the Rings fan than a Harry Potter fan? I am. No, I'm that's a huge, probably not a good way a, to open. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And no, that's no, no, no. no I, I, just, I just want to delineate that right now. Are you more Lord of the? Are you more don't Lord put of the him Rings in this than spot. Harry Potter? Don't put him in
0: this spot right no, now. No, I'm not saying it's bad. People are like, "Oh, Harry Potter," and then the first thing we're like, "Oh, we're going to find out right away." I don't like picking sides, Joel. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that's not really my. <laughs> that thing. That is not true. <laughs> yeah, when's he ever? I can already tell you it can
1: I can already tell you what can't. Side is He's like? Well, Lord of the Rings are films. The Harry Potter are just movies. Not in that exact tone, but yes. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I thought so. I actually spent the first little part of your quote trying to figure out if you were doing an accent or not and wasn't listening to the words. I was trying to like, is he doing an accent? Well, it, it was, and then I wasn't sure what happened. So it's really just a combination
0: of Michael Gambon, Richard Harris, yeah. and Ian McKellen. And then you're like, yeah. holy crap, this is a lot of words. That Yeah, I it to was say. a lot of words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are we talking about today,
0: Jacob? <laughs> well, Joel, thanks for asking. If you didn't know, everyone, this is going to be... <laughs> well, <laughs> you if you know, didn't I always, really
1: know. You know, I always hate saying that because it's like I'm introducing it. Like they haven't read the title. They before. may not have. They may have automatically loaded on their phone and just hit play because it's on iTunes. I guess that's possible. Diehard fans, right there. Yeah, I know. Good for you. Good for you, listener. Good for you, listener. All right, we're going to talk about Harry Potter.
0: What? Yep. <laughs> This is one of our famous category shows. I prepared
1: all my Twilight notes. (laughs) (laughs) And I did
0: Lord of the Rings. Oh, this is awkward. Wait, does that mean you prefer Twilight
1: to Harry Potter? No. Okay. I I want to go joke around about that.
0: No, turn off the mic so it tells the truth. Do you know what's weird? Turn (laughs) off the mic and I'll glow. (laughs) (laughs) We have never, I mean, I know we dabbled in the last episode with Hermione a little bit. And that sounds weird. The <laughs> and with the legitimacy of, right. of her vice presidency. Don't all right me. I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> but we've never actually
1: had an official Harry Potter show in the near two years we've been doing this well, show. Well, because the Harry Potter franchise ended before Bake and Sell began. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, we got Fantastic Beasts coming up. They're talking about other movies they're going to have. The Harry Potter's kind of getting this little rejuvenation. So we decided to talk about... Harry Potter things, because I'm a fan, a big fan, and Kent, he's read it. One book, maybe? Two? Wow. He's read all of them, Joel. Unbelievable. Have you read all the books? Yes. The Twilight books. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a reader. All right. Wait, have you read the books or did you listen to them? No, I've read all the books. I'm actually now listening to them uh, with my kids. uh, Is this your second time through? Uh, Second, third, somewhere in there. Just third? Okay, that's cute. How many times have you read Harry Potter? One time.
0: <laughs> and I
1: memorized them. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's the thing is I, I, I rarely read books, uh, especially book series, more than once. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a big time investment. And uh, it it's, not, it's not like a movie where it's two hours later. It's over. It's like eight, especially ten hours. Especially as these books are so long. And they get longer and longer. And then they get shorter again. But this is one of the few series that I have read multiple times. Because I enjoy it. I really well, do enjoy it. Is this really it. one of your things? Because you don't often profess to be a Harry Potter junkie. I am. I I, I love the books. I really do love the books. The movies, they're also really good. They're good, right? We can say they're good? Yeah. I I actually think the first half of the movies are good. Second half, not so good. Well, okay. But we'll get into that later. Okay. Okay. Now I'm curious. But yeah, Yeah.
0: we'll get into that.
1: Because yeah, I I think that the the books are great. My kids actually, uh, like my nine-year-old, my soon-to-be nine-year-old and my seven-year-old, They've already read. My my nine-year-old has finished the series already. Oh, cool. And my seven-year-old, he's, uh, I think, in Order of the Phoenix right now. So... I
0: think we've known Joel as a Harry Potter geek for a while when we had that sports quiz show. Yeah, remember, remember that? Oh, yeah. Ever? Oh, my gosh. He knew yeah. like 25
1: <laughs> random facts about Quidditch. Like, he can explain the whole game. He's basically a referee. It's just not something we brought up on the show. So, today, what That's we're. That's what the do. show should have been just Quidditch. Yeah. <laughs> just us playing Quidditch yeah. on the podcast. All right. So, yeah, the first, uh, the first <laughs> categories are just to get us warmed up a little bit. Yeah, we're doing a category show. Yep. I explained that. Did
0: you? Mm-hmm. When? I said, this is a category he show. He said one of our legendary category people, shows. So yeah. those,
1: yes. For those people who don't know what a category show is, who are jumping into this podcast for the first time. No, no, the they name. just automatically listen. Cause they always No, listen. that's the listener. This is the Harry Potter fan who picked up on our podcast. They're oh, like, What's I'm
0: going to go, go back and change that intro. At, at this point, they're like, why are they still not talking about Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> But we the category sue. show, we will soon.
1: We have a series of 20 something categories, uh, and Jacob's going to give it to us. Then Kent and I are going to give our answers on those categories. Yes, that's, that's a right. category right. show. All right, so. See, it wasn't hard, Jacob. First, I did it already. <laughs> 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 All right, so the
0: first thing is we're going to refer to the official Pottermore quiz that puts you in the different Wait, houses and stuff. What's Pottermore? Is, is, this, is it like something JK Rowling can't stop working on because <laughs> she can't really find success elsewhere? Is it. If you find, here I am, I'm trolling the Harry Potter I'm world. Like, let, crazy. I'm, I'm like you dig trolling, yourself a grave. Like, yeah, you're because like, we she's we so talented at building this universe. That's sarcasm. They should, she should keep going. Kent's famous sarcasm is no, coming. No, into play. I'm trying to actually get back out of the
1: hole. No, to be you're already quite honest. Basically, the fans that love Harry Potter love me right now. So, because <laughs> yeah. you haven't said a word, which is I'm basically everyone I love that listens. <laughs> by the way, can't dare to be the villain, right? Yeah, yeah. No, honestly,
0: I mean, if if I was J.K. Rowling, right? I would just keep building Harry Potter world. Like, why
1: not? Like everyone wants to have ideas. I yeah. mean, honestly, she doesn't have to work another day in her life.
0: It's not about that though. It's just like, you might as well, you've already but built I, this much. You might as well just keep making the universe bigger But and bigger. I will
1: concede that. I do feel like every time the spotlight tends to drift away from her, she's like, Oh, by the way, uh, Neville has a third nipple and <laughs> Taylor, everyone's like, What? It, and it kind of bugs me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> All right. So what did you guys get Can on the I read on that short quiz? story? <laughs> <laughs> Once
0: there was this kid who couldn't <laughs> uh, go, oh, and, to go and change in the Hogwarts <laughs> shower room. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the categories. That gives a lot of... No, you guys are telling us your houses from the oh, quiz. If, if I may, and I want to apologize to everyone who is listening. listening to me. <laughs> 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 I never do. So can we just clarify this Joel? Can you actually tell the truth for once? No, I'll tell the, I'll tell the story. <laughs>
1: I'll tell the story. Will you tell the story or do you yes. want me to tell the story? I'll tell the story because I'm not going to have the bias in it where you're going to say, there's so, No, no,
0: no. I'm going to do that because you're going to lie in this story. I'm not going Preface, to lie. Preface, there will be lies in this story. This will continue, be the truth. Joel. I love lies. Go on, Joel.
1: <laughs> tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Tell me, tell me lies. So there is the Pottermore quiz where you take a series of questions and it determines what house you're in. If you're not a fan of Harry Potter, there are four different houses Slytherin, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. Yes. And each uh, each house has kind of a different feel to it, a different uh, reputation and different characters. So uh, the Pottermore quiz is like five, seven questions, something like that. It's it's a good solid 10. It was really popular
0: like three years ago. Yeah. Remember? And ev- so everyone took it. It was kind of a big deal. I remember everyone at work and probably everyone at every workplace was like, what house are you? Oh, I- me I'm sure. I'm business. sure most
1: professional workplaces, they're like, take the Pottermore quiz. We need to know if you're a teleporter or a flyer. (laughs) I feel like it happens. It probably does. It follows me everywhere. So we all took the quiz and uh, I was shocked because in everything in the book series, I related to Gryffindor and I kind of, you know, identified with that house and things like that. And so I took the quiz fully expecting to get Gryffindor and in the five to seven questions they gave me, I ended up being a Slytherin and I was like, well, that's weird. Like, I really was kind of like, had this identity crisis. I did a Facebook profile picture. I you was know what's like weird is you're telling the truth right now. <laughs> this, I always tell the truth. How many questions were there really, though? Five there are seven. 15
0: questions.
1: You said 10 a second ago. I said at least 10. No, it's a, it's a very limited amount of questions. Because then what happened is someone... Looking some, it up. There Lies. was a bunch of people in the office who were not happy with their results, not happy with their house. And we found that there was another website that... Because it rotates questions on the Pottermore quiz. It's not the same... Seven to ten, five yes, to ten. It customizes it to whoever's using the computer. Yes, I'm sure it does. So what we did is, we, someone went out and found the comprehensive all questions quiz, all 30, 40 questions, and we took that. This, and I was this like, is, "This is where you're lying, Joel. This is the truth. You found this quiz. I did not because there this are quiz.
0: one million Harry Potter quizzes out there that will take the questions, all of the questions from the from the Hogwarts list, from the Pottermore list, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to make it the complete." The, the comprehensive list of questions, and then they're going to use their metrics to decide what house you're in. They are not the Pottermore metrics. They are made up on Zimbio or BuzzFeed or something like that, which is not the official. In fact, on this page it says the official Pottermore results. I just wanted you to admit that you were once a Slytherin. By mistake? Once upon
1: a time. I'm not, not by done. mistake. You took the quiz. I'm not done. I, I know you're not. Their lies are about to come forth. No, because then I took the quiz and there are percentages, and I was. By far, like I think it was like eighty seven percent or ninety percent The sorting hat doesn't give percentages, by the way. And Slytherin was far down the list. Then then Kent Pottermore changed. I will give you the then. Why did they change? <laughs> uh because the, uh,
0: basically they were putting. They were trying to equal out. Yes, they were, they were, trying were equal people out people in everyone houses, and making houses. sure
1: that one house didn't get more than the other. Which can I so can, can you just say this though?
0: Gryffindor and um, here's where we're getting into the weeds. Gryffindor and Slytherin are actually quite close in terms of traits and attributes. One's just maybe slightly more prideful, and that's Gryffindor, and the other <laughs> one is <laughs> just, just benevolent, yes, which is Malfoy.
1: Malfoy is the uh, no, epitome look, of hum- humility. S- Slytherin
0: gets a really hard time, and I say that because I am a proud member of Slytherin. <laughs> I don't think anyone's surprised
1: by this. No. I've taken the test twice, the official one twice, and I'm a Slytherin. But once they revamped the quiz, everyone had to take it again. And I got Gryffindor. Like, that was the one It was like, okay, we're not trying to just equalize the houses and get equal amounts. It's really what you are, and I'm a Gryffindor. And officially, I I can
0: (laughs) agree that you are a Gryffindor, but you were once a Slytherin. And listener, if you have not taken this quiz, this is kind of what it goes like, right? Like, you'll say, dusk, dawn or Forest River,
1: or Moon Stars, and then you'll pick whichever one you feel like you identify with It's like they really know you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, it really is ridiculous when you look at the questions like, dusk or dawn? And you're like, I I don't know. Dusk? (laughs) Well, obviously, that means you hate your mother. (laughs) What? (laughs)
0: How did that happen? Jake, did you take the the quiz ever? Uh, I did once,
1: yeah. Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I will say, (laughs) no, I've taken a bunch of different quizzes all over, you know, back before they had the official one and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And I've gotten every house but Ravenclaw. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. It's weird. You, you're you're not a fence
0: sitter, Joel. Like you are. Ravenclaws aren't fence sitters. They are so fence sitters. They're like we're still kind of cool. This is so nerdy.
1: <laughs> Ravenclaws aren't fence sitters.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey, look. At least you're not Hufflepuff. <laughs> Whoa. At least I'm not Slytherin. No, look, there's some Joel, Hufflepuff fans uh, out I, there. Uh, I think we can both agree that Slytherin and Gryffindor are the two greatest houses,
1: which really unite to is... take down. Slytherin and Gryffindor. You're right. Gryffindor is. You're right. So anyway, that's what we are. <laughs> Gryffindor known for being brave, courageous, chivalrous, daring and bold. Chivalrous like the club. Uh, chivalrous, chivalry? chivalry club. Slytherins are they tend to be ambitious, shrewd, cunning, strong
0: leaders and achievement oriented.
1: So yeah. All yeah, right that's guys. Houses.
0: Yeah. And what's your patronus? Oh god. So the patronus was new. This one came out what 3 months ago. Yeah. It's it's the same type
1: of thing where it's like And it's even worse questions. Do you like do you like happiness or apathy? <laughs> Over or under? Yeah. It's honestly uh, questions like that, and then the animal comes up, and it's like, "Well, thanks, because yeah. I'm a black swan."
0: It's almost like putting fifty cents into one of those little machines where you turn <laughs> the knob, and then you get the plastic ball. You open it up, and you get whatever sticky hand there yeah. it may be. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. It is all based on, I guess, luck.
1: I would say it is, but I mean, black swan. So you got black swan. I'm uh, yeah. Apparently, I'm Natalie Portman. <laughs> you and M- Mila Kunis. I eh? tell you, I've been that, suspecting if, that for a while. That Patronus. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what? What?
0: Do you know what that means? The black swan? It doesn't give you any meaning. It just says black swan. So I looked it up. I am actually a wild boar. <laughs> what a boar! I'm a wild boar. <laughs> um, so apparently that means power, independence, strength of will and body.
1: It can teach self confidence. Wait, on Pottermore, it gave you more details. Or no, I had Wikipedia. To look up,
0: it's the um, Potter Wikipedia, whatever it is. Oh, okay. yeah, probably Wiki Potter Pottera. <laughs> Pottier. Yeah, I went to the Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they always tell you. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm a wild boar and I was like, "Oh, well, that's useless. That
1: doesn't help me you at know, all." And a lot of people were bugged about these. Honestly, like I don't think anyone was really happy with their patronus like, "Yes, that is me, a weasel. <laughs> and my spirit animal <laughs> is a weasel." Yeah. Jake, did you do this one? I did, but I remember. <laughs> it's forgettable. <laughs> I had to right. look it up be like, oh, "That's right, black swan."
0: So one thing I didn't know about, I, which I chose a long time ago, was my wand?
1: Yes. Yeah, you that's the your, next question, you, Your wand chose you, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? That's what they say. Okay. So you went to Ollivander's and got your wand. Mm-hmm. And what was it? I got the Cypress
0: Wood with a dragon heartstring core. It's 14 inches and hard flexibility, which that doesn't really make sense, but sure. Hard flexibility. Hard flexibility. Well, that makes sense. Kind of like
1: my mover reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a You Would, Y-E-W. You Would. You, you Would. With a unicorn hair core, 12 and a quarter inches, and reasonably supple flexibility. <laughs> I hate the word supple. <laughs> it's, yeah. But no, let me tell you a little bit about my wand, by the way. <laughs> apparently, you wands are rare, and uh, their users are sometimes notorious, but uh, that you shouldn't fear someone with u-wood. It doesn't mean they're bad. It's just because it you're a unicorn? Vicious. You're a precious unicorn. No, but I have unicorn hair in the middle, and that apparently is most consistent in magic. This this is all ri- I'm reading from Pottermore. Okay, it's kind of ridiculous. Like I love how much detail they go into this. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. A unicorn apparently don't they don't make the most powerful wands, and they're prone to melancholy if mishandled. Oh, I know. Oh, how sad. And it's this, so, <laughs> it's so tender because they're so how, how big was your wand, Kent? Fourteen inches. <laughs> okay, and mine was uh, twelve and three, twelve and a quarter. What do you mean okay like all of a sudden yours is longer? Here we go. What are we talking no, 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 about no, no, here? No, yours is longer. Yes. <laughs> 14, well, I oh know. <laughs> so <laughs> please stop this. I just want I just want to read this. I'm just going to read this paragraph that is on the official Harry Potter site and not put any commentary on it. Okay. <clears throat> I will not joke or laugh. That's going to be. Most wands will be in the range between 9 and 14 inches. This is from Ollivander. While I have sold extremely short wands, 8 inches and under and very long wands over 15 inches, these are exceptionally rare. In the latter case, a physical peculiarity demanded the excessive wand length. However, abnormally short wands usually select those in whose character is something lacking rather rather than because they are physically undersized. Many small witches and wizards are chosen by longer wands. I feel uncomfortable right now. <laughs> you should. Why did you read that?
0: <laughs> uh, it was on the site and I went, okay. Okay, so we got so. the background down. Let's move on to the questions, because people just want to talk about the books. Yes, these books are over. Yes, Fantastic Beasts is coming out. We'll expand the mythology, actually, more than the book did. Yeah. But, you know, let's just get into the classic Harry Potter characters we know yes. and like. All and right.
1: we will be talking about the books and the movies. There will be some spoilers. Oh, there are going to be spoilers. No such
0: thing as, like, unspoiled Harry Potter knowledge anymore, right? All right, first question. What do you think the coolest, whatever that means, Harry Potter spell is? The coolest Harry
1: Potter spell. Yeah, what's the
0: coolest spell? All the cool
1: kids like this spell. Mine is actually the summoning charm, Accio. I loved this in the books, and I think it would have a lot of good practical use in real life. This is the one where you could say, you'd say, Accio phone, and your phone would come to you, or Accio keys if you lose them, and it comes to you. This is how they found a lot of the different things they needed. And like, it's small objects, they can't bring people or anything like that. But this pulls the target towards the caster. So if you can't find your car keys, you can say Accio. Accio car keys. <laughs> they come right to you. Isn't it, that handy?
0: It is so handy. But th- here's the problem, Joel. Does that make it the coolest? It's cool. I think it's, I, it's, I think it's cool for Joel because he really hates exercise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like you, you don't care to move it's much It's more along all. the lines of I really hate losing things. Like that is a big pet peeve of mine is when I'm like, where did I put that? And like, I can't find my chapstick or something. I'm just like, oh. It would be kind of nice Where if you're, are my wedding ring? Where's my wedding like, ring? Oh, Kent has it. <laughs> also, selling my pockets like, Grr. Yes, Kent, Kent stole, stole, I stole Joel's wedding ring. I stole my wedding right. ring for a prank and then drove home with it. And I didn't have it for And like had a it for week. about three weeks. Yeah, about that. <laughs> but it would be kind of nice if your
0: kid's like, yeah, I want some apple juice. And you're like, Accio Sippy Cup. Yeah. And boom. There it is. Accio
1: Sipikip, was my band's name in so, Junior High.
0: <laughs> is there a junior spell high. that like summons a dragon or something? Because if, if so, then this is going to be a pretty lame spell.
1: I was thinking practicality, just like ones I want to use in real life. There's good uses for it, but mm-hmm. it's not very cool. It's cool. Do you know what's cool? What's cool? Avada Kedavra. Sectum Sempra. Okay. I knew Kent was gonna go evil on this, <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I went live. What's the evil spell? Here's my
0: favorite part, and here's how you prove proven your Harry Potter knowledge. <laughs> I can say a spell that was actually invented. It's not one of the classic spells. Right. This spell was invented by Snape when he was younger. Yes. Sectum Sempra. And like basically this dark spell invented by this angry, uh-huh. moody stage crew kid. <laughs> <laughs> And what it is, it's basically uh, it's a magic sword, essentially. Yes. It is, it's it's slashing motion, and it will cut it anyone up. Malfoy actually gets this.
1: See, and I knew Kent was going to go dark, which is why I went light, because mm-hmm. we just had to balance it out but here.
0: Wouldn't it be kind of cool? Because I don't want to curse anyone with like any of the imperious curses or anything like that, because those are terrible, and they're long-lasting. But if like you needed a quick weapon just to slash someone, Sectum Sempra.
1: But you know, okay, spoiler alert, mm. you know what spell... Finally did it in Voldemort, right? Yes. The disarming spell. That's it. That's,
0: that's all true. they need.
1: That's good. The ending is kind of lame. <clears throat> no, it works. because <clears throat> That's Harry Potter's go-to spell. Right. It's like, uh, oh, shoot. What's his name? The wizard. In the- Gandalf. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Gandalf. No. <laughs> you know, Big Beard. What's that stupid beard? beard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hagrid. No, it's not in Harry Potter. It's, the, it's like uh, he's... Expelliarmus. Armis. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, betray you? No, growing pains. Harry Dresden. Have you guys ever read the uh, Harry no, Dresden novels? I have not. Oh man, those are good. You'd like them, Kent. They're dark. Would I okay. <laughs> I mean, they're they're super dark and they're they're quite their one slash They're they're not family friendly either. I'm in. Um but there it's it's like Harry Dresden is is a wizard in in our world mm-hmm. and it's basically like if Harry Potter grew up and was a private detective.
0: Oh, but, I saw this
1: uh, series. Yeah, Harry Dresden. It's Did a whole it, series. Yeah, was it a mini series or just a single season that didn't get more? I don't Yeah, it was, a t- it was a TV series for a while. It didn't go very well, but the books were actually uh, pretty entertaining. And cool. Oh, yeah. no, I've heard that too, actually. <clears throat> but he has well, the reason I bring it up is because he has his go to spell, which is Ventus Servitas, which is wind, and that's what he uses a lot of the time. But uh, it works out for him in many different ways. And there's different, I don't know. You should read it. Okay. Kent should read it. <clears throat> <laughs> Everyone should read this. Kent should read it.
0: But yeah, so mine's a little bit darker, Joel's a little bit lighter. Makes sense. Slytherin Gryffindor. Yeah,
1: exactly. So who's the best Hogwarts teacher? This is, a, this is a loaded question. It is so... And we're going to anger a lot of you with these, but please, just know this is our opinion, and we're right, and that's it.
0: <laughs> I would like to apologize to everyone and say that the best Hogwarts teacher is Barty Crouch Jr.
1: What? Okay, David Tennant fan, stop drooling and give us your real answer. Actually, David Tennant was barely even in that movie. They actually... The <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually not great.
0: I'm flicking my tongue if, if right that's now. That's your first impression of David Tennant? You're like, uh, it was. That, that was my first impression of David Tennant was, was okay. Barty Crouch. Barty Crouch Jr., for an entire school year, had to act like Mad Eye Moody. And not just act like him, he had to teach Mad Eye Moody's classes the entire school year. He did. I'm actually imagining a spin off sitcom where he is like, kind of out of his league. He doesn't really know how to teach class, and he has to make it up in order to be like this double agent in Hogwarts. Welcome back, Mr. Crouch. <laughs> kind <laughs> of, you know, or like uh, Bad Moody is probably what it would be called if it were sitcom. <laughs> 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 Feeling moody. <laughs> but, okay, I want to I tell you about this. Yes, the, please tell us about this murderer Hogwarts, that you think is the best teacher at Hogwarts. Hogwarts has had a line of unsuccessful defense against the dark arts te- teachers. Unsuccessful or Unlucky. Unlucky. Really. And they haven't really taught the students anything. Mm. Lupin was good. Okay. And actually, I'll say Lupin was great. Kay. But you know who's better? Barty Crouch Jr. So he taught every student in his class about the imperious curses and actually how to co- uh, combat them. Imperious curses? Yeah, the cruciatus curses No, I'm, curses I'm, think- I'm thinking
1: imperious curses is, is like one of them, of the unforgivable curses. And it probably is. You know more than me. But he, he taught
0: <laughs> the students actually what they are and how to fight them. And this is a guy teaching the enemy. Uh, like he's, he's actually basically a bad uh, strategist, but he's actually helping the kids. He taught them life-saving information, and he actually gives the students, as Mad-Eye Moody, positive feedback when they earn it. So, More than any other teacher gives these students, especially Snape. So you're not talking about, like, experience, like, I love the teacher the most. You're saying, clinically, no, I went in and ma- analyzed this. He and- taught them the most that the, the next year when they start Dumbledore's <laughs> Army, they are prepared to fight. These Death Eaters. The
1: imperious Curse is a tool of the dark arts and is one of the three unforgivable
0: curses. Unforgivable curses. That's what I meant. And actually, he, that didn't sound right last he, time. He here's what's it. weird. He actually had a hand in uh, Neville's situation. And in class, The he, nipple situation? <laughs> Neville. Family friendly, Jacob. Neville. No, no. Neville Longbottom. Wasn't, isn't it Neville that you said had three nipples? No, it was you, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dwell on that. The fan fiction that Joel just wrote. <laughs> So he actually in class, uh, Neville has actually had a problem with confidence. He actually increases Neville's confidence. (laughs) Well, that's no no wonder why. And he gave him a a special book about magical water plants of the Mediterranean. This guy actually cares about the students for some weird reason and taught them them. life saving skills. He taught them life saving skills that would actually defeat him. He taught them them the rest of his team. He taught them and how to fight them. I think he taught them the most of any teacher. So what books Mm. was he in debatable? In book four. Just four. Yeah, pretty much. So, he's, a, he's a bad yeah.
1: dude, right. but he was a great teacher. <laughs> eh, he's great ish. But maybe he's kind of evil, actually. I think the best Hogwarts teacher, without a doubt, is Professor Minerva McGonagall. Honestly, she is strict. She is fair. She teaches them a great deal, both in the classroom and outside the classroom. Oh, <laughs> stop getting emotional. He's <laughs> <It's> like whispering. <laughs> She's also Anna Magus, which Think is awesome. Lessons. She is like the kind of a teacher I would want in a school where she, I mean, she was, she was strict. She wouldn't let them get away with crap. But then at the same time, every now and then when the situation demanded it, she would be flexible and would teach them a lesson in the process but she also stuck to her guns. So she was probably hard flexible, something like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah That's yeah, yeah. probably I, what I know. How, I know yeah. that. feels. Also, yeah. she has that amazing Scottish accent, which I just think is a lot of fun. You know, in the book, she's
0: actually... Mr. Potter! She's actually far more intimidating in the books than she is in the movies. She is, She comes off as rather soft in the movies. Are you bashing on Miss Maggie? No, no, I think she does a great... I, I think she does a great job. Mm-hmm. Maggie Smith, who's been 97 years old for the past 35 years. <laughs> as old as she it's does in Downton so Abbey.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> She's like the Angela Lansbury of her time. <laughs> Wait, Angela Lansbury's not dead. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Both a little scared. <laughs> so, do you have any other reasons? Uh, I just think she's a fantastic teacher. I think she is what a teacher should be, and I think a lot of the other teachers f- kind of look up to her. She so. was my third place. Third place mm-hmm. after Barty Crouch and someone else. We'll get there. Okay. All right. Choose your Hogwarts pet. Well, it's a cat. 'Cause there's only there's only there's only certain it's amount professor, of Prof <coughs> McGonagall. If only. That'd be fun. You could teach me any hour of the day. That'd be awesome. No, your cat's like probably sleeps in your bed and stuff. No. Okay, so I chose a cat because what do you do bas- with your cats. Basically at Hogwarts Sleep with him in my you, bed. <laughs> basically at Hogwarts, you have three different types of or four different types of animals. Three different types. You have cats, owls, toads, and rats. That's kind of what you get to choose from. You can't cuddle a toad or a rat like you can a cat. A cat is cuddly and loving you, pet them, and love them, and snuggle them. They're really not what very cuddly. What just happened to you? <laughs> and, I thought you were uh, a dog person. I love dogs and cats. Cats don't really snuggle like that. Mine did. They do.
0: Yeah. I mean. They do. They do that little plot well, not, not, thing. Well, not well, to not not sure. Missouri it your farm business? cats, but. Well, I mean, not compared to dogs. Farm cats? Yeah. Didn't you murder five cats to save my leg
1: once? They were feral. <laughs> they were in a shopping cart. And actually, we did have rats growing up, too. And I, I have no problem with rats as a pet. But uh, you never know if one's a Peter Pettigrew. So Plot I don't twist, want that. That's those were creepy. not pets. <laughs> were they meat rats? No, they
0: weren't.
1: They were, they were actually, I should clarify, they were my brother's rats. But uh, we loved them, uh, Negra and Blanca. I, I hated rats as pets because they would always run on the wheel at
0: night. You sure you're not think of a hamster? No, uh, hamsters as well. Our rats, we had hamsters and rats in the same cage. I hated it. I guess I had <laughs> weird pets. <laughs> you didn't? No, you lived didn't. out in the wild. I didn't have pet rats. No, you that's that's or weird.
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty
0: of friends. <laughs> they were just they were just all the the animals and like I, I was like snow white through the woods, you know. Haven't haven't you ever seen Ben? I mean that always turns out well if you no have rats as pets. No one's seen Ben.
1: Willard? Willard then? No one's seen Willard. I don't know, I don't like, like, I
0: don't know what you're saying right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Let's go back to things people have seen, like I, Harry I, Potter.
0: I knew you would follow the rules, and I was really hoping you didn't, because I just wanted to pick a, my own animal. A tiger! I, I picked a lemur. Is oh. that okay?
1: Is that against the rules? That's not one of the magical bats. Oh, but
0: I really want a lemur. No. Don't you think having a lemur is your, your magical Hogwarts pet? No. What would a lemur do? He can leap. Lemurs leap. And I would name him Sabumafu. <laughs> <Suboomifu. laughs> Well, you <laughs> sold me with that name. I gotta say, Zaboomafoo. <laughs> it, it's it's a show. It's the uh, it's a show on PBS back in the nineties. Zaboomafoo.
1: Oh, Zaboomafoo. Yeah. S- okay. Zaboomafoo. Yeah.
0: But uh, granted, if I had a you pick don't think of Zubli Zoo? N- no, I, I would not keep any of those animals because <laughs> those are people in animal costumes. Yes, they are. I would probably have a cat. If I'm following the rules, Ooh. it would be a cat. If I could pick anything. I'd do a wuzzle. A wuzzle? You remember the wuzzles? No. Bumble lion? Oh, yes. No. Butterbear. Yeah. So, uh, okay, you're picking butter bear? Well. While drinking a butterbeer? Ooh. Huh? Yeah. You pick cat too then? Yeah, we the agree. Cat. I want a lemur. I really wanted to sloth, but I'm you like. Could, you could paint the cat to look like a lemur. <laughs> Deal. That could work. Yeah. <laughs> I could teach him. I do a magical spell and make the cat leap. <laughs> Transfiguration. All right. With so many options, who was the best Harry Potter father figure?
1: I will be your father figure.
0: Uh, I just I won know. five bucks, by the way. Why? That, that you would sing that little yes. melody. <laughs> from whom? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, by the way, I do want to give a shout out to Ben that I work with. He helped me with a lot of these questions, come up with them. So
1: he's the one you got the $5 from? The guy from the movie? It's possible. Yeah, it's actually Ben, my pet rat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go first Can on I this not, one. I mean, honestly, if you, if you mention a George Michael song, how do you not have it just spring forth from your mouth, from your soul? Well, I have faith. That you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. <laughs> I got to have faith, the faith, the faith, the faith.
0: Biscuit. <gasps> faith! <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. So I think the best Harry Potter father figure, and this one is tough, but they're mostly uncles or cousin figures. The best father figure is Arthur Weasley. Oh, good choice. I think he's just a great man. You know, he's not a he's not a perfect father, especially with I think he has as many kids as you do, Joel. He wishes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all redheads, like your kids, right? No? <laughs> but no, the thing is he takes Harry in like one of his own kids, and and Harry is the chosen one, but he doesn't treat him like the chosen one. He treats him like a muggle. He's like, oh my gosh, you know all about muggle stuff. Tell me about muggle stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Like he's fascinated, but it's not, he wants to protect him, but it's almost just as like this casual father. Yeah. There's no special attention because probably he doesn't have the time. I I think everyone else of the father figures, maybe a serious black or whatnot, they have this responsibility to Harry and there's almost too much pressure, but he doesn't have that. He just has the love for Harry. It's not the responsibility, it's just
1: consideration. All right. Yeah. Snape. Severus Snape. Dumbledore. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. If we did not bring up this mysterious ticking noise, someone will get after us. Yes. So um, who do you think, Joel? Well, you know, I actually picked the only major father figure in Harry's life, his godfather, Sirius Black. Because that to me was, I, I felt like we didn't get enough of him in the films, but in the books, I felt like he, gave, he really gave me hope that Harry would have a better life at home. And then it was completely snatched away. Yeah. And that's then, why I couldn't do it. It was just too short. I just feel like that how is, he... How is Dumbledore not a father figure? Well, see, here's the thing. Um, Dumbledore is like a dad who lies to you. Sirius doesn't <laughs> ignore him for no good reason or use him for his bidding. There's a lot of things Dumbledore did where I'm like, you know, Dumbledore, if you would have communicated with Harry, this would have been a much shorter book. Dumbledore is the kind of guy, yeah,
0: basically, where he'll, he'll show up at the end of the movie, he'll be like... Oh Harry, you were right all along. Yeah, I'm glad you went through this by yourself. Welcome to the pit of despair. <laughs> <laughs> but like he shows up and says, "Good job. I could have told you everything to do in the beginning."
1: And yes, this would have been it's a, a learning experience, movie. and we we understand. it's a journey. It's I understand why they made Dumbledore this, but I do feel like Dumbledore is kind of like this, well, a crazy person sometimes. He likes withholding. Dummy door. am I right? Look at me, withholding. <laughs> did you just say dummy door? Yeah, hey, I did. I did. Don't ever speak ill of albus dumbledore in my presence
0: more like dumbledore come on right uh, never <laughs> <laughs> hello harry hermione is that wilfred brimley
1: by diabetes
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right what was the most believable relationship The most believable relationship. Yeah. I'll go first on this one. I mean, this means romantic relationship, right? Just to clarify, yeah. Exactly. And uh, I think Ken's going to agree with me on this one. Not maybe in his. I don't think you picked this, but I think you're going to agree with me. I think it's Arthur and Molly Weasley. Yep. Because I feel like they they occasionally annoy each other, but they love each other unconditionally. It feels like a real husband and wife relationship. Yes, they bicker they nag each other. And yet when Arthur gets injured, Molly is just, you know, beside herself with, with grief. And it just, it feels so genuine to me. And I love that we finally get, you know, that relationship in the books. Because for a lot of times it's like, you know, teen romance or whatever. Right. But this one actually felt real to me. And it was the most believable relationship, Arthur and Molly Weasley forever. Good choice. Oh, you picked it? Yep. Uh, 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 <laughs> Anything uh, to uh, add to that? Shipping. No. They're great. All
0: right. All right. So <laughs> They're just, great. just piggybacking on that then, what's the least believable relationship? The because least there believable. Are several, and I don't think anyone will disagree, even hardcore fans. It's Harry and Ginny. That did feel a little forced. And I guess if you want to go with the movie versions or the book versions, I actually kind of think both, although she was far more developed in the books. Far more. But in the movie... Um, she actually was ignored until, like, she was in peril in in movie two, Chamber of Secrets.
1: Yes, but then ignored until uh, the ch- um, Order of Phoenix, which is the fifth movie, fifth book. And they kind of had a shoe in, shoehorn in, like, dialogue between her and Harry because they realized, oh, we got to do something here. Well, the, the movies got weird because obviously the kids are growing up; there are th- hormones.
0: <laughs> As as needs be. Love, Kent. It's There's love. There's <laughs> love in the books. True love in high school. But I feel like J.K. Rowling doesn't really know how to write love or even believable uh, love triangles or anything like that. Did she, she listen to a lot of Hathaway?
1: <laughs> what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. I was like, don't away. hurt how me. That- he'll he'll okay, find a way.
0: He'll find a way. But I feel like she was trying so hard with maybe Ron and Hermione that she forgot how to do anything with Harry. And I think she shoehorned in a romance with Ginny, who I don't think he fits along, fits well with at all. But then he's married to his
1: best friend's sister, and they get to hang out forever. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's kind of creepy too. No, but tell me, tell me growing he up You married his adopted sister is what Tell happened. me growing <laughs> up, you didn't think about like, you know, i will be awesome if I could marry her and then we'd be related with your buddy.
0: Never you did that? I'm I'm creeped out by what was just said in the past like a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like me being too. adopted into this family. And I mean, I, I'm struggling with the flash right now. Let's just be honest. But that's another story altogether. Oh, God, yes. Right? That's
1: yeah, the flash on CW. There's some weird but stuff. But it it's kinda weird. There.
0: Basically, Harry Potter was popular and then she's like, I'm in. Like she doesn't really have a mind of her own and then they just end up together and he's yeah, angry. Ken, Ken he's thinks they should have just stuck to snogging and not married her. Snogging. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah.
1: No, it's actually one of my favorite moments, uh, relationship moments. And I don't even remember exactly what's happening, but it says that, uh, at wow. one point Harry says something and then it says Ron, Ron was making out with his girlfriend at the time. And it's like, he made a noise like a plunger. And then like, I just had this image of like going, Lula. and for some reason it made me laugh pretty hard. And yeah. I thought that's good writing. That's funny. It made me kind of sick. A little, sick. little disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be, though. It's this teenage I mean, Ron's, Ron's not going to be very good at that, though. I mean, in reality, right? He can be... You would know. What? <laughs> How would I know? <laughs> I don't know. All right, Joel. Who, who do you think is the least believable I'm gonna relationship? I'm going to anger some people with this. Um, but I think it's Lupin and Tonks. For those of you who don't wow. know, Remus Lupin, Infidora Tonks. Uh, they're Aurors in the Order of the Phoenix. Getting real geeky here. But they just seem to be thrown together in this relationship so that we could have a wedding in the books. They couldn't do it with any of the main characters, so they have these characters have Bill a wedding. Bill and Floor had a, had they, a wedding Bill, as well. Yeah, Bill and Floor had a wedding too. I mean, this is spoiler alert, I think they also wanted them so they could kill them and have that emotional reaction. Can I just say this?
0: This is actually one of the biggest annoyances I have with the series. It's okay to kill one. You can kill Lupin or you can kill Tonks. You can kill Fred or you can kill George. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> Makes me a little bit sad and it a little me bit me. mad, but it makes sense. Which one sense. did they kill? Uh, Fred. <laughs> it's a Fred.
1: I don't remember. Oh no! <laughs> I know we're dead. Oh, I gotta look it up. Hold on. Edit edit all this out. I think
0: George got his ear cut off, and they killed Fred. Yeah, drop dead Fred. <laughs> I think to kill, it was Fred. Okay, oh, okay, we're okay, good. Right, I'll we're just good. cut that all out. You <laughs> <laughs> no don't need to. But to kill two parents of a newly born child, yes, and especially when. Uh, and I actually want to get into this in another category. It really actually made me quite upset because I feel like Rowling didn't have the the guts to kill off any other main characters. So they bring Maybe on one the side of the big characters. three. So they killed these two side characters to maybe give us like a gut punch. Yeah. But it felt
1: like actually really it lazy. Felt it felt cheap. But, but honestly, like the relationship, I never bought it. And especially in the movies, I was like, those two, yeah. no. And uh, he's actually 13 years, years older than her. So that's just. I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm a little judgy. I'm like, come on, Lupin. Stop robbing the cradle. <laughs> the the hair-changing cradle. Because <laughs> her hair changes colors. And he's uh, a werewolf. Yeah. And he's a werewolf. Hey, hey yeah, yeah, that works out Yeah, yeah I, I, I never really bought the Lupin and Tonks relationship. I'm sorry for all of you that... All use, For all of you that did but it never worked for me. No, I agree. So, you know, I'm not as
0: well-schooled Joel as you are, but I do kind of remember there was something from JK Rowling saying that she expressed
1: remorse that she put Ron and Hermione together, that it should have been Hermione and Harry. She said that at one point, but that felt like one of those spotlight moving things. She's like, Oh, by the way, I regret this.
0: Uh. It's, it almost feels logical, right? To have your chosen one end up with the the girl that's been featured the entire time. In fact, it would have been a natural cliche, but a natural move. But then
1: Ron would have married Ginny. That's just weird. (laughs) only a little weirder <laughs> <laughs> only only a little bit oh man yeah i mean everyone thought that everyone thought that harry and hermione were going to end up together but then as the books progressed you kind of went okay this is okay can, yeah, we, I mean, can I we be honest ron and
0: hermione even going to get along though can
1: we right? be on no they look when they no were sense. together
0: you saw ron he was an unhappy man yes he's when, when jealous, you saw him at the train station he's a jealous boggert. here's what should have happened ron should have died in the final war hey i'm sorry it should have yeah. been one character, one major right. character, sacrificing themselves, and then Harry and Hermione. So that way, you don't have to worry about
1: shipping him with anyone. A little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, then you you are together. Get you no, die. Hermione, Everyone's happy. Hermione
0: no, would not be happy with him.
1: He's a great character. But I'm sure that in happy. the non canonical Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, they're probably like having marital issues. <laughs> You're starting a fight right now. All right. <laughs> I am. We went over this. <laughs> non canonical.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, who's the best Harry Potter sidekick? Speaking of Ron, I didn't choose him. I chose Dobby the house elf. He's obedient, he's loyal, he's got powerful magic, and he doesn't mind being second banana. Ron always had an issue with that, and Ron was the jealous type. But there's never any jealousy or malice in Dobby, and he just wants to help. Harry Potter, sir? Is he even cool enough to be a sidekick? No. Oh, come In on. In fact, he's not really a sidekick. If kick. you did not shed a tear when Dobby kicked the bucket, you have no soul. It's kind of like the pet. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't basically have said a soul. I know you don't. I've mentioned I, this before. I was like, good riddance. He giggled like a schoolboy. <gasps> no.
0: I, I didn't care for Dobby at all. He's a great sidekick. I mean, I like I'm him. all about spew, but I didn't care about
1: Dobby. Then you're not about spew. <laughs> you need to care about the house elves. That's it, my best sidekick, though, is Dobby. I know I just, uh, you know, did a lot of smack
0: talk on this guy, but Ron Weasley is the best Harry Potter sidekick. I knew you were going to pick that. That's why I didn't. <laughs> so Ron Ken always goes for the mainstream choice. I chose the hipster choice. Plot well twist. done, Joel. Ron was chosen by Harry. Ron Weasley. <laughs> in the fourth book, Goblet of Fire, as the friend he'd missed the most. He, Ron was the guy, that he, the person that he had to save. Because he also he saved would, Hermione. He would miss him the most. He also saved Hermione. He saved Hermione because he had to.
1: Yeah, I love... Ron by the, was the one that Harry chose. I love, by the way, that in that challenge, they're like, we'll take whoever you love most visiting school people. <laughs> I'm going to take this girl you met five minutes ago. She's pretty hot. And your sister. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's getting really weird. Yeah. But I think... So Ron, he was actually kind of like the gateway for Harry, which, which is what I, why I think he makes a great sidekick, because he was the guide. He was able to tell Harry, this is how the wizarding world works... And, this is, and he offers the insight. Yes, he's clumsy. Yes, he offers the humor, which I also think is a great trait of a sidekick. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, it's Ron. I mean, he, in the first movie, he basically sacrifices his life, but in the end, wins 50 points for Gryffindor and wins the House Cup. At yeah, Wizard Chess.
1: Which yes. wasn't as climactic in the movie. Sure it was like, wasn't. They stabbed the horse and it explodes and I was and like. Ron falls huh? down. It, it sounded a lot worse in the books. Yes. No, I completely agree with that though. Yeah. I just didn't want to pick Ron Weasley because I knew you were going to. And, and I, I couldn't pick Hermione because I think she's a lead character. Like, her, yeah, Hermione really is too sidekick. smart. She's a vice president.
0: She, <laughs> she is now. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing's off the table, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: What's the what do you what do you think is the scariest Harry Potter moment? Scary. Was there scary moments Potter. in Harry Potter? There were. There were a couple, actually. All right. I mean, I can think of just a couple. Like I, I remember like the spider scene, for example, in Chamber of Secrets. Oh, with the... Sh- um, with the Aragog. Shelob? Nope. You couldn't even think of the Lord of the Rings name right now, could you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one I picked was the inferi, or singular, inferius. The water zombies cool and the scene. prince. Very cool scene. You I mean remember- those animals from Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? The ones <laughs> that are in the fireplace? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I don't think... Once again, I don't think the movie did them justice, because nope. when I read the book... And they see, you know, they hear about these bodies under the water and they start coming alive and coming after them. I was pretty terrified by it. In fact, if I may expose a part of my history, my final project in my stage makeup class in college. What? I took a stage makeup class. It was one of my throwaway classes and I ended up really liking it and having a great time with it and Mm -hmm. learning a lot about how to do gory makeup. But my final project, I did myself as an in-fairy. And Do you have a picture? I have lots of pictures. <laughs> I was okay, so we proud of the makeup. These. I was so proud of the makeup. And it was like it was like this white pale makeup, and I had like a blue tone, undertone to it, and like water droplets everywhere because I was, you know, a water zombie. And it was just my face. Like my shirt is all normal and everything. But mm. I was actually really impressed with it because this part scared me. So it, it, it is actually really scary. For me, it's it's
0: almost anytime the Dementors show up. Yeah. I think those are very, very scary creatures. They're almost like ring race.
1: I'm scared by anything that can be defeated by chocolate. And a bright white deer, <laughs>
0: pretty much just your, sp- your spirit <laughs> animal. Your otter or whatever it is,
1: black swan. Your
0: black swan could scare them away,
1: <laughs> but they I like it's a black swan too. It's a silvery wisp, and they're yeah, like, "It's a black swan."
0: All right, it's hard eh. as black. <laughs> but I think the dementors are creepy, and I actually think the scene, and I think it's probably told better in the book. Clearly, that's going to be the case every single time. Yeah, much. But in Order of Phoenix, when Harry and, and Dudley are actually going for a walk. And they're in this tunnel, and the Dementors basically trap them in the tunnel, and they start sucking the life out of Harry. And Dudley sees these Dementors for the first time. Like, you kind of put
1: yourself in Dudley's shoes for the first time, and you are scared for him. Yeah, because he's never seen these things. Well, he actually doesn't see them, but... Yeah. Yeah. But I the fact that these things suck out happiness and then can also suck out your soul... Yes. ...with a kiss, it's kind of creepy. Whatever that means. It
0: means a lot. You would know. <laughs> But yeah, so there are scary moments. Yes, they're a little tame. I think like they tamed down the, the, the maze in Goblet of Fire, for example. Yes, Because in the book, they it's actually did. really pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, in the movie,
1: it's just kind of an adventure. Yeah. Yes. It's more about the him, like it's like an internal struggle. Although
0: the death of Cedric Diggory, like not scary, but chilling,
1: I guess is the term. That was actually one of those Daniel Radcliffe moments when I went, okay, yeah, he, he, he can pull this off. I agree. So yeah, but we're, that's a different story. Oh, uh, so you're on the Quidditch team. Yay, I made it. You made it. I'm really, I'm really proud of you guys. I mean, all
0: the hard work, all the training, all the flying around on the broomsticks. What position do you think you're going to get? I wanted to be realistic with this one. I think everyone would say seeker, right? Because you want to be the most important person uh, on the team. Which, we, I, okay, we probably should clarify.
1: In the Quidditch team, Will you please explain? Okay, so Man, what is Quidditch? I wish there was someone here that could tell us, Kent. <laughs> So Quidditch is essentially like a mix of like soccer and basketball on broomsticks that fly. There's rings on the side that you throw a ball through and you get points for that. Fine. There are also some other balls that fly around and try to hit people and you have to hit them away with a with a bat. Fine. But no matter what's going on down there, as soon as you grab the golden snitch, it ends the game and gives well, you a you 150 get 150 points. points. Yes. And that's like... More likely not. You're going to win.
0: Wait, I thought you said it didn't end the game. Like no, it was you just get so many points. That I mean, it, it really basically no, does. But no, it, it does. does. Like doesn't they say, that, like
1: they go for days unless they find the snitch. Oh, really? Yeah. It doesn't end until you find the snitch. Oh, I had no idea. I'm so glad we have you here. Yeah. For this moment, right now.
0: Did you know that, you know, they actually have leagues playing this? I mean, this isn't news to anyone. <laughs> and I was kind of like, how do they do the seeker? Because that position is actually kind of ridiculous. Somebody showed me a clip today. It was uh, in the movie The Intern Internship, something like that, Ugh. where they're playing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, and they're playing Quidditch out, like, in a field. Yeah. Right so so do you know what they do? Is the, the seeker, no, sorry, the snitch is generally a larger set fellow who wears golden shorts. <laughs> And the uh, the Seeker, the two Seekers, on, the Seeker on each team has to basically go steal their flag. But this Snitch can basically bat them away and push them down. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? It's, well, they mean, have mean, grown to be- adults are playing this game. Bless your souls. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone out there.
1: Right. Is doing it. And if you're a new listener to the show, welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but okay. So the positions are essentially you got the keeper who's, who's in front of the goal. You got the beater. Who hits the the bludgers, which are the balls that are trying to hit the other players, tries to hit them away. Uh, you got um, this the seeker who's trying to find the golden snitch. I can't think of the name of the people who actually go and try and throw it through the hoop now. Chaser, chaser. Okay, so
0: my my position I wanted to be realistic. Yeah, what is it? It's a beater, man! What a loser! Oh, not you, Joel? <laughs> no, because I would have a bat, and there. Are, so I would also have. I think there are two on each team, like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. We each have a bat. We hit the bludger, and so it doesn't hit our team. We try to hit it towards the other team, right? When I played soccer for years and years and years, being a, as a kid, I was generally the fullback. I think that's the, that's the position. Is that, I that would, a sports term? I would defend the goalie. That's what I would do. Okay, and so I would hang. I know what a goalie is. Yes, I would hang back and and, def- and be on defense most of the time. And you generally hang out on the sides and that sort of thing. So I think I would be a beater. All right. Yeah. Like realistically, that's what
1: I'd be. I went with realistic as well. And I would be a seeker. But not, <laughs> but not for the reasons that you think. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let me tell you Are why. Make you
0: sure you're not Slytherin still?
1: He says I'm the prideful one. You yeah. know. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you why. Because I played right field in baseball. That was where they put me. So I know what it's like to sit around and watch a game happen and wait for anything to come your way. That's what a seeker does is sit there and just fly around and wait. And also I have a tendency to flinch when a ball is thrown in my direction. And so I do, I even if I had a bat, I think I'd be a terrible beater and I think keeper, I wouldn't be able to defend the goal as well. Chaser maybe, but if a bludger got near me, I'd, I wouldn't be as good. So I'm putting myself in seeker, not because I want the glory, but because probably that's the only thing I'm, I'm good at is sitting around waiting for something to happen. Would you catch like pop flies that came your way? Yeah. Or I mean, you'd like, well, i try.
0: You'd be picking the grass. You'd be like,
1: oh no. I was, I was the kid that was sit there and chew on his mitt <laughs> during the <laughs> pitching machine and just sit there and be like, wow, leather tastes good after a while. And your parents <laughs> like,
0: good, good job, Joey. Joey, you'll get your chance.
1: Yeah. No, I was a terrible, I was terrible at baseball. <laughs> and so I think I'm I'd, surprised. I'd terrible at Quidditch too. Yeah. But yeah. So it's not a prideful thing. It's just a realistic thing. I'd probably be like sitting in my broom up there being like, yeah, good cover Joel. Good mm-hmm. cover. <laughs> You were awesome at baseball, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got most improved player the time I got to third base. <laughs> uh, is that a euphemism? No. <laughs> family friendly, kid. <laughs>
0: All right, Jake, what do we got? Oh, man, that was nice of her to give you that title. <laughs> All right, so family friendly.
1: <laughs> what is happening?
0: We're talking about Harry
1: Potter. Kids are
0: going to listen to this show. All right, what's the show. I don't get it. I don't get it. What's the, what's the best thing? When you're at Hogwarts to eat and to drink, so I just chose. Uh, I took this as eating or drinking. That's oh, what okay. I took it as. Yeah. All right. Fine. And I really have to go with. I mean, I was thinking of. I looked up all these cool spells that could, like, Polyjuice Potion, which you could become anyone else, but it's terrible to the taste, yeah. right? Like, takes no one wants to eat that. Too. Actually, a lot of these spells are they have very cool uses, but they either take a long time to prepare, yes, or they taste awful, or your bones, like. Our form again, like, but yep. it hurts really, really bad. Yeah, and so I had to go with something that I would probably but you're choosing a potion. I had to go with something I'd enjoy, which is butter beer. I okay. mean, this is the most obvious choice, I think. It is. It, so it's. Um, I don't know if this is in real life or in the in the book, but it says uh, it has soda and whipped cream topping. Does that, anyone? Is this at Universal Studios? Yes. Okay. And and granted, it's not going to be butter beer that we all have read about, which is right. can be cold and warm. Mm-hmm. I actually want to try warm butter beer. It's, it's butterscotchy, yes. but, but without like the acrid taste. It's not as uh, what do they say? It's not as uh, sweet, essentially. Yeah. yeah, they say it's um, not as sickly sweet. Very tasty, not too sweet. And oh man, it comes frozen or regular, is and regular is warm. And I would, yeah, I'm, uh, when I go to the Harry Potter Land, mm-hmm. the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I guess it's called. Yes, I will get a butter beer. But I would like to someday in my my
1: brain go to Hogwarts and try a butter beer. Can I tell you something? Hmm. I've been to Harry Potter Studios in London. Oh, yeah, you did. And I had a butterbeer. And? It wasn't as good as I'd hoped. What? Like, honestly, it was like diet. It, this is what my impression of it, it was like sugar free uh, cream soda with some butterscotch syrup in it and, and some whipped cream on top. So it was good. But the problem was I've tried so. That sounds all right. <laughs> I'm a Harry Potter nerd. I've tried so many butterbeer recipes, <laughs> uh, like homemade ones. Like, this is what butterbeer tastes like. I've made mm. a, I made a butterbeer uh, ice cream at one time. And it's like a butterscotch cream soda mix. It turned out really good. Is this something that's like sold bottled or anything like that? There are there are bottled. Uh, pips, they don't call them butter beer, but they call them like it's knockoff stuff like, you know, margarine beer or something like that. I don't know what it's not. It's not that, but. That would be <laughs> I so can't great. believe
0: it's not butter
1: beer. <laughs> no, but you can find it. It's like in the fancy root beer aisle. If you look, there's going to be like a, a, a witch's cauldron cream beer or something like that. Okay. And uh, they're good and maybe better than the actual thing because in the books, this this is my pick as well. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, This is my pick as well. I was going to say chocolate frogs because I think that'd be kind of entertaining to eat a live chocolate frog, but. And you get the collector's cards too. Yeah. 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 You get one of the cards. But uh, in the books, they make butterbeer sound so amazing. And like, I've never tried it warm. I still have to try it that way. Right. Uh, But uh, you don't want to drink cream soda warm. That doesn't sound right. Like no. it has to have almost have, be
0: malty if you try it warm.
1: Yeah, like a, like a white hot chocolate. Yes,
0: exactly. So, yeah. Make that someone. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm like looking up like the bottled recipes and stuff right now just out of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: So next one. Who's Harry Potter's most overrated character? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. And I already kind of touched on this. It's Nymphadora Tonks. I know a overrated, lot. overrated. Is is she, who's rating her? In, no. That's the question, Joel. Okay. Remind
0: me who that is. Okay, you not a exactly. Nerd, so let me
1: tell you something. So an Tonk. She's an R. She's a part of the Order of the Phoenix. Her hair changes color. She is the Boba Fett of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> she falls into a pit after a blind man no. knocks her over. <laughs> no, no. But that people idolize her and think she's amazing. I see. I've seen a ton of people dressed up as Tonks on like Halloween or Comic Con and things like that. And people are completely enamored with her, and I don't really understand why she came out of nowhere. As she's, she's Mad Moody, Eye Moody's uh, student, basically. Her, 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 what's the opposite of mentor? Mentee? Apprentice? Yes, there we go. That's pretty much it. And then she stays in the background, makes some you know quirky remarks to Harry, and that's it. And she's a champion of the Hufflepuffs. Like they finally have someone they can root <laughs> that's for. That's funny. I That's guess. really funny. <laughs> That's uh, adorable. Also, just a little side note here. Spoiler alert a little bit. She's actually killed by her aunt, Bellat- Bellatrix Lestrange. I can't even say that. Bellatrix Lestrange. Ah, yeah. Interesting. So it's just an odd little thing that I'm just like, I don't understand why people love Tonks so much. So I had to just kind of go, yeah, I don't get that. It's a good choice. I think she's rated. Maybe not overrated. Boba- but it's a good Boba Fett choice. of the Harry Potter series.
0: And Boba Fett is overrated. Yes. We've already established. We that. just offend two fandoms. Yes. Let's see how many more we can get. Spock, overrated. <laughs> Gandalf. <He's-> My <laughs> choice for overrated character is Severus Snape. Who are you? Thank you. No. You nerd. Severus Snape. No, I'm with him all the way on this. No. Is the most overrated character easily. No. In the Harry Potter universe. No. Don't know me, fan fiction. Everyone's created this image of Severus Snape in their mind, which, because he says, here's this charm that shows my whole plan all along. This guy was a punk to this 11-year-old kid continuing on for seven years because he liked his mom. Yeah. He liked his mom. And he He got bullied by his dad. He got bullied. He got friend-zoned by Lily. Right and, and then bullied by his dad, he got bullied. Oh man, this he, is rough. He was depressed, and so he treats his son like garbage for seven years, all in an effort to protect him. I'm sorry if he was a good character. No, 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 no. no. no
1: this was a you're speaking. You're, spe- you're, you're going to get called out here because he was he was asked to protect him, and he had to do it reluctantly. He wasn't protecting him like okay, I mean. Good. good ad actually helps my case. So
0: he was just a jerk. He was a creepy jerk that picked on an eleven year old. He's a human being. He's a human being who no. had bad feelings towards Harry 20 Potter. Twenty years later, but did his duty. The girl that got away when you were depressed in stage crew? Always that you grew can't. your mullet. <laughs> always. <laughs> he was always picking on this eleven year old. It he was rude to every student. And this grand plan, it actually – I feel like it wasn't
1: unveiled all that well. I think you're – I think, honestly, Kent, I think you would hold a grudge just as much as Snape would. There's no – dude, I'm not a creeper. No, I'm saying – I'm a creeper.
0: There's Creeper (laughs) Kent. I mean, that's that's a hashtag. No, but
1: I'm thinking like if there was a family that just tormented you and then you ended up training one of their kids or something like that, you would have kind of this – you – I probably wouldn't be a teacher if well, that was my mentality. Well, plus at you're work. talking about, he's in love with, let's say Leonard member Dunham's son, of this family. Leonard Dunham's son no, comes no. to work at your office. He has to be office. in love with Lena Dunham. At <laughs> he <this> is. <laughs> he dreams about her. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like you have a pre, I'm not saying that he's not overrated. Cause I think people do put him up a pedestal cause he is, people forget the movies. Alan Rickman is strangely likable. He the is book, actually, he is despicable. Like, yes. you, you hate Snape a lot more in the books. And at the end, when it's kind of revealed, like, you know, he's actually, you know, he's not a, a Death Eater. He is trying to protect Harry. He made this, you know, vow that he was going to protect him. He's just remarkably it's kind boring. Of, it's kind of shocking. And, no, it's a great character development because he is this mm. villain who kind of turns it around like Darth Vader. It kind of feels like, like it, it other, feels like a late reveal, too little, too late.
0: Because we all expected this. In the movies. We all expected this in the Half-Blood Prince. That it's like, oh, well, Snape clearly can't be bad, even though he... Spoiler alert, can I say this? You can say it. He just killed Dumbledore. No, not that! <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry for ruining things for you. Hopefully you haven't made the, made it this far. But it, it feels like a Ginny-Harry relationship that she just shoehorned it in there to say, Duh, he seemed dark the whole time, but you never knew that he'd be the most obvious good character, right? No. no. he he's a sinister person. Alan Rickman romanticized the character a little bit. But he is a creeper who got friend-zoned, and so he bullied this woman's son. I miss Alan Rickman. <sighs> yeah, same. Can't, Alan Rickman did a great job. I think the character is the, despicable, overrated. No, I completely disagree. You can. But mine was actually mine actually is rated very high, and he is overrated. No,
1: the trouble with him is not necessarily that he's so despicable. It's that he's just so shallow. Can't, he's just a shallow you character. You say it's shoehorned right. in. Can I just read you something uber nerdy? May I? I'm ready. The first thing, Snape asks Harry, is potter. What would I get if I added... I'm not going to do the accent. Oh, please. No. Yeah, what, would I get if, what would I get if I added powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood? According to Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily, meaning my, regret, er, meaning my regrets follow you to the grave, and wormwood means absence, and also typically symbolize bitter sorrow. If you combine that, it meant I bitterly regret Lily's death.
0: First I, book. I had the hots for your mom. Too bad she died. Oh, I'm going to go pick on Neville for a little bit. She picks on Neville so much. No, it he takes Barty Crouch Jr.,
1: <laughs> who is Darth actually. Darth Vader Death blew up Alderaan. <laughs> and he turned it around at the end. you going to blame him? He's yes, a evil man. Yes. I am. You're blaming an Anakin. That's just lucky anyway. Like, there's no way she was preparing that from the beginning. I wouldn't put a pastor.
0: No. I think she was, but I think it took seven books to do, and it was actually kind of sloppy.
2: It's I, like yeah, here's
0: this charm.
1: I think uh, no, don't get me wrong. I do think people when it maybe was inv- Snape too much. No, no. But it's not my fault you hate Alan Rickman and everything he I'll does. Get. You better stop that right now. I think the fact you're that, saying-
0: the fact that you fault Dumbledore for keeping secrets from Harry, I think Snape is just as guilty at the same thing because he and Dumbledore All I hear is I hate Alan Rickman and <laughs> you don't have a case and so you're going to dispute what I
1: have to say, but he is just as guilty. No, I think I think Dumbledore did it, but he's supposed to be on Harry's side. Snape never wanted to be on Harry's side. He didn't want to do this, but he was going to So I'm going to act like the villain for the first six stories? He doesn't act like the villain. He is a jerk, but that doesn't mean he can't turn his life around at the end and sacrifice himself for the better of of Harry and of Hogwarts. Sounds like an overrated character to me. No.
0: (laughs) This is a good one. All right, let's do the opposite of this. Most underrated. My most underrated is Remus Lupin.
1: Mine too! Really? Yes! Yes! (laughs) See, we can fight, but then we can
0: be friends. Remus Lupin.
1: Remus he's a werewolf, for crying out he, loud. No, he's not only a werewolf. He's a werewolf wizard. Yes, that was my band's name in college. Yes! That's another $5. <laughs> <laughs> Bump, set, spike. Uh, I'm he, so predictable. He carries chocolate. like Kent on a Marvel show.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he carries chocolate for every student that needs to just to be calmed down a little bit. That's not
1: creepy. <laughs> okay. It's a little weird, but it's nice. Yeah. But they never let him Hulk out. Like, honestly, they, they, it's like he's a tragic character and they don't ever be like, okay, wolf up, Lupin. We got to do this. I mean, couldn't he be like... That's the secret, Harry. I'm always angry. Roar! <laughs> but they make him a one-note tragic character. And he's powerful. The guy is is good at, at defense against the dark arts. Yeah, and it, they completely underutilize and him. And you
0: brought up the fact that like James and Sirius bullied Snape when they were yes. younger, right? And they were called the They
1: were called the yes, Prongs, Padfoot, worm Wormtail, and oh my gosh, it's Prongs, Padfoot, Wormtail, okay. and what's what's Lupin? Mooney, there Moony. it is. Yes. <laughs> Jake's like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mischief <laughs> he,
0: managed. He was, he was the nice friend of the four. He would actually try to rein in his friends say, hey, stop picking on this guy. You know, he's a little weird. He's a little depressed. Yes, he has a hot-sweaver girlfriend. Stop picking on him. He was the good friend. And guess what? He was a werewolf at the time, getting straight A's in school. He became a prefect. Like, he succeeded well. And I don't think his character has done justice at all. No. Yeah, I think he needed a lot more to do. And, and honestly, he was a great teacher as well. Like, yeah, I badmouth the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers. Yes. If, he, if he didn't werewolf out, he would have probably continued to be the teacher. Yep. All right. Which class would you guys like the most? Which class? Which would be Hogwarts? followed by which Hogwarts class would you like the least?
1: I'll go first. Uh, well, we just talked about it. Which class I would like the most would be Defense Against the Dark Arts, of course. But I would, as Ken mentioned, I would like a teacher like Lupin or Mad-Eye because sometimes the other teachers, it can get pretty dull. So I want plenty of practice in my Defense Against the Dark Arts class. So I'm going to say Defense Against the Dark Arts with Lupin. I think we're going to agree on both of these. Yeah? And I'm worried about the, what you're going to say for the worst. No, I don't think we're going to agree on the worst. But you agree on that one? Oh, yeah, easily. Okay, we'll yeah. I mean, come on. Anything else you want to say? Against Septim- the sec uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So sinus we're...
0: infection, I think is what <laughs> you're trying to sinus say. Sinus infection. That, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> the worst class would be herbology.
1: No, I didn't pick that. Oh, really? I'm surprised. I picked Arthomancy. How to be Arthur Weasley? Uh, Arthomancy was Hermione Granger's favorite subject at Hogwarts, which tells you already it's going to be a bore. But uh, little's note about it. They actually don't actually show a lot of the classes in there. But let me just describe this to you. The study of Arthomancery has been described as predicting the future using numbers with a bit of numerology as well. Homework assignments included writing essays and required the, co- the consultation and composition of complicated number charts. Math makes magic boring. That actually makes herbology sound awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like s- Math? Herbology is the
0: study of magical and this is great. Mundane plants and fungi and then apparently this is a mandatory class for the first 5 years. Mandatory classes are never fun. No. These are the, these the are your, ed. yeah. Your biology, your chemistry, all those kind of classes. It actually gets better and better like as you go on. Much like college. Where you can kind of start picking your own classes, like stage makeup. Well, I, by, exactly. <laughs> by better, I mean more dangerous. You start yes. dealing with the, the dangerous plants. Yes. And so, yes, it would get better if you're lo- Neville Longbottom and you really have a knack for this. Mm-hmm. And you do grow sprout a third. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, <laughs> no. But, yeah. Yeah, All yours right. sounds awful. You. I pick yours. Thank you. Arthur Mancy. Terrible. Don't take it. What's the most heartbreaking Harry Potter death?
1: Oh, let's get dark here.
0: A lot of people die in the series. Uh, yeah, enough Not enough, well not enough or enough, what would you say? I feel like she didn't want to kill off a lot of characters I feel like she chickened out at the end I do too But during the series, for example Oh, you know, I'm not going to give this because it may be your choice There are a lot of really sad deaths Sad for Harry, like Harry basically can't be happy Whenever he's yeah. about to find happiness, it's taken
1: away Yeah But through all the deaths By a Dementor the, the saddest death is Hedwig I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna pick that one. Really? Yes. I actually went. I bet if I put, I put, uh, put this one. Ken's gonna put Hedwig. Really? Yes. Go ahead. Talk about Hedwig. Harry's owl. His snow it's, owl. It is Harry's owl. This is an interesting choice. And one of his closest companions. Though probably. Like I mean, yeah, he was with them longer. It, it than, was.
0: It was his gateway into the school, basically. And granted, he couldn't speak to it, but it was always this
1: constant for him. Yes. Which is why you need to take it away to have the hero's journey, blah blah blah.
0: And so Hedwig Hedwig is actually killed in (coughs) basically a pursuit of the Harrys. Are I think there are like seven Harry Potters, and so they're they're there are seven Harry Potter books. Yes, there you go. They're being chased by the Death Eaters. Yes, and so every every uh, Harry has a guide, and they're all trying to get away because they don't want the Death Eaters to know who the real Harry is, even though the real Harry is riding with Hagrid, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a telltale sign, a little bit, Um, but also Hedwig flies up to defend Harry, hits a Death Eater, who, who is actually Snape. Snape is chasing the, the Harry with Hagrid, the real one. Mm-hmm. Snape kills Hedwig. She zaps it. Hedwig falls. Harry screams. It's that short. It he probably, he probably loved it, too. It's, it's honestly just this little throwaway death, but it
1: really does get you right in the
0: feels. Do you know why it's not really throwaway? There's a theory online really? that there is actually a reason that Snape killed Hedwig even though Snape is seriously overrated, but he kills Hedwig because if the other Death Eater saw Harry's actual owl yep. protecting Harry, he, he had to kill it so that they wouldn't know that's the they actual Harry. They wouldn't notice Harry. the Hagrid thing, but they'd notice the owl. Yeah, they would notice the owl because it was basically circle, circling around the real Harry, and it was, it was a dead giveaway. Dead literally. giveaway. All right, Ken, you want to guess mine? I, I know it's not Fred because we didn't know if it was Fred or George. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say
1: Sirius Black. You would be correct. Okay. That one hurt. Like I remember reading the book and the part when the, when he falls behind the veil and the death chamber and the ministry of magic and he falls behind this curtain and I was like, wait, wait. And I had to f- keep flipping back and forth Did- the page and being like, wait, 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 wait. And I could not fathom what had just happened. Did you still feel like you're reading a children's book at the time and you're like, he'll be back. I, I actually did. W- I was waiting for the next novel to come out. I was waiting for Half Blood Prince to tell me he was alive. And then it was kind of like, no, he's gone. And it was so just like one of those. I mean, it's like Anya in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's just kind of this thing that just happens and it's like, wait, no, you need some sort of big grand finale for this type of character. Like Mm -hmm. he was the one that was going to give Harry hope again. He was going to be the father figure. That's why he had to be taken away. And yeah, but then he didn't even get it taken away. He got like, he falls behind a curtain and I'm like, that's not a death. What is that? Right. But I was so upset by that. Possibly more upset than I was when spoiler alert, Dumbledore died. Yeah. So serious black, serious black. It just, it felt cruel and unnecessary, and it hurt. Right. So that got me the most.
0: All right. So next category is going to be the best book-to-film adaptation of a character, and that's (laughs) going to be followed by the worst book-to-film adaptation of a character. I really struggled with this one because there are so many great characters. There's one I really wanted to choose, but I, I stopped myself, and I chose Hagrid. As your best? As the best. Me too! Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I almost picked McGonagall on this one. McGonagall's good. But she's a little more intimidating in the books, like I said. Yes.
1: But I feel like uh, he was warm. He was giant and goofy and loyal. It was like everything I wanted. Even his voice matched what I heard in my head when I was reading the books. He just did it so well. And actually, he was perfect. So uh, J.K. Rowling actually picked
0: the name Hagrid. We, we've all heard the this slang term, Hagrid, and it's, it's British word for meaning you had a bad night. And she says, Hagrid drinks a lot and he's had a lot of bad nights. Like that's basically his character. She based him off of the Welsh chapter of the Hell's Angels who are known by mountains of hair and leather. I mean, that is Hagrid. Totally. riding right his dusty old motorcycle with the sidecar. 6 foot 1 <laughs> Robbie Coltrane. I mean the only thing the movies didn't really adapt very well was his story because he kind of did become a side character as it continued because in the books he, he kind of ventures into the land of giants. Mm-hmm. He kind of goes on a recruiting mission. But they had to cut it all out. They, they had to cut it out, which which I don't think was a great adaptation but they still
1: nailed his character. Right. For my worst, um I went with Michael Gambon as Albus Dumbledore. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying, <laughs> you're, are you saying Michael Gambon? <laughs> Michael Gambon's Albus Dumbledore was the worst book to film adaptation because he did not fit what I thought as Dumbledore. Richard Harris is my Dumbledore. Didn't you kind of feel like Richard Harris was too old? No.
0: Well, Dumbledore, he's supposed to be this ancient guy with like this. Yeah, he's kind about of, what, 105? He's he's old. But still, could you imagine Dumbledore, a Richard Harris Dumbledore fighting a Voldemort at any point? Yes.
1: Really? In my mind, it was like, I mean, I didn't realize how old Richard Harris was. In my mind, he was like this kind of, you know, pent up energy, just kind of hiding behind an old man facade. That's what I wanted. And that's what Richard Harris was. He had that wisdom to him. He had that voice. Like I, that was Dumbledore. And then Gambon comes in and he's like, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Hurry! <laughs> when it says in the book, clearly, he said it calmly. Yes. He's angry and weird. I, I just feel like Michael Gambon's kind of like this, this hippie pot smoking Dumbledore. <laughs> whereas Harris was dignified and wise and calm and collected, but powerful. Yes. So Albus Dumbledore, Michael Gambon as Albus Dumbledore was the worst adaptation. That totally makes sense.
0: Mine is Ginny Weasley. Okay. I, I feel like, as I discussed before, she really d- wasn't done service. So in the books, Ginny is her own character. She has actually a lot of development. She, You know, like in the, fr- in the second book, she's really awkward, but then she kind of becomes more popular. She actually has a mind of her own, which is kind of crazy because you don't see that in the movies. She never waits around for Harry to just choose her or save her. Right. I mean, she joins a Quidditch. Like that Cho Chang. <laughs> right. She joins a Quidditch team. Uh, she does very well. She saves the day several times. She and Neville actually uh, basically lead the Dumb- Dumbledore's army to protect Hogwarts. Right. Like, she is very proactive. And when the romance happens, yes, I still think it's unbelievable. But she as a character is far better than she's given in the movie. So okay. I think she's terrible adaptation. Good choices. He Who? says good choices, but I don't think he was listening to any of that. He was listening very closely. He was on Instagram. I don't even have an Instagram account. (laughs) All right. Who is the most hated Harry Potter villain? Oh, our most hated Harry Potter villain. Your most, yeah. I'll go first
1: on this one. All right. Well, I feel like I know yours. Well, I've already, I already expressed it. We talked about it last week. Actually, you go first. Well, mine last week, I already talked about it when I put her as the nominee for worst vice president ever. It's Dolores Umbridge. I cannot stand that woman. And I think it's probably because I knew a lot of people like her who would put on this facade of sweetness to everyone, but they're really trying to backstab you or plot against you. And that hidden agenda thing really bothers me. I mean, I loathe Dolores Umbridge in the book more than the movie she's awful she's terrible in fact I've said it before and I'll say it again I hated her more than Voldemort I think a lot of people do so Dolores Umbridge it's honestly hard to even watch her
0: oh yes my most hated is because it's actually personal is Peter Pettigrew Oh, this good guy, choice. He is I mean he is a rat in every way. <laughs> I see what you did there. Exactly. So he's one of James Potter's friends. He's part of the Marauders group. Right. And but he later joined the Death Eaters because he just couldn't resist the power of Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And because he knew that he'd be able to grant him power. So he betrayed James and Lily, caused the death of Harry Potter's parents. He did. Then he creepily hung out with a boy
1: for 12 years.
0: Okay, and that's where it gets weird. So he actually framed Sirius Black as well, who was part of his original best friend group. Right. And so Sirius Black went to Azkaban and suffered for a long time there. Yep. And then he was on the run for killing some muggles, and he became a rat. Percy, f- actually, he joined, he went He went to Percy, mm-hmm. and he became the Weasley's pet for yeah. 12 years. Creepy. So creepy. Creeper can Very
1: Kent. Creepy.
0: <laughs> Why are you putting me in there? It's just the phrase I use now. And and so when he finally did say, aha, it's me, he captures Harry, kills Cedric. He took Harry's blood, cut off his own hand to bring Voldemort back. This guy is... Great sidekick. Oh, that's not the category we're on? Okay. (laughs) I just think he is detestable because his personal... Hygiene. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also that. But what he did to everyone that he was so close to as a child... And just betraying everyone. Umbridge is terrible for terrible sake. Yes. This guy to the core is rotten.
1: Well, I think it's, I think it's kind of the same thing where they're both kind of putting on this one persona, but then really just being terrible behind the scenes. So, yes, I agree. Yeah. I knew what Joel was going to say on that, but yeah, that was, that's a surprising choice. Good job. Hipster. Hipster man. (laughs) It's not a hipster choice. Come on. It's
0: pretty good. Yeah. It's a good twist. All right. So what would the
1: room of requirement become for you? (laughs) Uh, I'll say mine on this one. Uh, the room requirement. If, if you don't know the room requirement, it's a room in Hogwarts where it becomes whatever you need. Like you open the door and it's what you need. So like Harry finds a storage room there. He can also find a room to train with Dumbledore's army. For me, it would be a room where I could nap and it would freeze time for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I can't tell you. It's perfect. That is great. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, if I could just get like a 20 minute nap, I'll be good. Yeah. But I can't because time moves on. I don't have the time to take a nap. People are looking for you. They like need honestly, your help. I mean, you know, I'm going to church in the morning. And I'm like, I'm so tired. And then I go and like go to this room, take a nap for three hours, come back. I'm refreshed. And I could go to the whole time and it's fine. So it'd be, it'd be a nap room. Where's Brother Hilton? He's on one of the pews. He, <laughs> he calls it his room a requirement. <laughs> it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be like there'd be beautiful beds and pillows and, you know, maybe like, you know, a waterfall or something like that to make it like, give you know, ambiance. Can I be there? Uh, we'll see. A futon
0: in the corner I think or something? That, I don't think Slytherin's allowed in this uh, wing of the Hogwarts. Oh, oh, oh. That's so sad. My room of requirement would be a Maverick where everything is free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the it makes station? sense, right? It would be a gas station? It would be a Maverick gas station. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> would it be a small gas station or a large it gas It would station? be a large and in-charge <laughs> oh, yeah, gas station exactly. <laughs> where I could walk in and it would actually be sliding doors. Ding. Nothing but Mountain Dew. There would be nothing but Mountain Dew. I'd grab a Twix on my way out as well or some Doritos Cool Ranch and be like, <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm ready to go back to Herbology.
1: Wow. <laughs> it would be a Maverick. A Maverick. That's pretty good. So wait, let me get this straight. You were in Herbology and you got the munchies and then you went back to Herbology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good call.
0: All right. is <laughs> year three. That's what you learn in Reading year three. Reading between the okay. lines. <laughs> Michael Gambon was
1: there. We, you know. <laughs> I bet he was. All right. How many more we got? Four more. Okay. Last four. Ooh. So these are
0: these are kind of a separate, non-specific sort of, well, they're still specific, but uh, it's a different type of category. I just want to really simply go through what do you guys think the best movie is and the worst movie and then best book,
1: worst book. Okay. This so, is going to cause some controversy. Actually, let's start with worst book and we'll work up, up from there. Okay.
0: So I, I read these books in college. I was going to Utah State. Okay. Uh, I think three or four of the movies were out at this point, maybe four of the movies. And there were a lot of girls who I was associating with at the time who loved this series, mm-hmm. as most people did. These these books were so incredibly popular. And I resisted. I said, oh, that's not for me. I'm kind of, I don't like trends. <laughs> right. And so I want to resist this as much as possible. And they said, it's clever. You will like it. So I started reading it, and I read books one and two, and I said, those are kids' books just like those kids' movies. Mm-hmm. It was the second book. Where I really kind of said I don't care for this. It was the Chamber of Secrets because the first book has so much kind of magic and wonder, even though it's written for a younger audience. There's so much world building there that it, it's really it, it's actually quite cool and magical what okay. she pulls off. The second book I didn't care for it at all. It's
1: more of the same and still a kid's book where and it doesn't advance until the next few. I remember uh, like I, I got home from my mission and I didn't. Uh, all these Harry Potter books basically came out like. Before just before I left, and then as I was on my mission. Yeah, Chamber of Secrets came out in '98 in the yeah. UK and
0: '99
1: here. Yeah, and so like it was a while before I got back, and I remember I got back, I was doing a quick wit show actually, and I made some. Someone said something about Harry Potter as a suggestion. I went, Oh yeah, isn't he that warlock or something like that? And, and nice. Someone went, He's a wizard, and I was like, Whoa! <laughs> Apparently, people are passionate about this thing. <laughs> But I got reading up on them, and I really enjoyed them, I have to admit. Like, I, I like young adult fiction a lot. I mm. do read a lot of young adult fiction. But Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Whoa. that is my least favorite. Whoa. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I like the character of Slughorn. I like the, the Felix, uh, Felix Felicis, the good luck uh, potion and all mm. that. I love that stuff. But honestly, if you remove, spoiler alert, Dumbledore's death, what else does this book really have to offer? Honestly. It's uh, Almost the entire book is them uh, using the pensieve to look at flashback after flashback after flashback after flashback. It's all backstory, and not a lot happens here. This is when they, when, they, when they learn about Horcruxes, yes, and there is the part with the inferior, which is one of the scariest. I actually hate the introduction of Horcruxes. Really? I think they kind of ruin a lot. Huh. Yeah. I kind of like it. But And I also should clarify, I like all these books. Like, I do like all these books. So I'm not saying this is a bad book. I'm just saying, out of the series... This is my least favorite. Wow. That's a really good call because I can't remember
0: anything substantial from this book at all. Except for for
1: the big reveal of... I
0: am the Half-Blood Prince. (laughs) That was the dumbest line. I actually wrote that down down somewhere, but now I can't even find it. It's
1: good in the book. It's not as good in the movie.
0: Yeah. So there you go.
1: Worst book, Chamber of Secrets for you. Yes. Uh, Half-Blood Prince for me. All right. Then best book, guys. I wonder if we're going to pick the same one, but I'll go. I chose Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I mean honestly they had me at Werewolf cuz I like Werewolves <laughs> a lot. <laughs> There's like a whole scene tonight. Yeah. You, you had me at Werewolf. <laughs> but I love this book. I love the element of time travel brought into the magical world and how they played around with that. I love the I love the I love the No, I love it. You can't get time travel and then drop it for the rest of the series. You can if there are repercussions. <laughs> Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Barry, no, <laughs> but no, and I love the reveal of Sirius Black as you know the villain, but he's not the villain. I love very Peter cool. Pettigrew popping up, and they're like, "No, he's supposed to be dead." It's not just about him battling Voldemort again. It's its own story. It could be a standalone book, you know. Obviously, with some tweaking going on. This is more about Harry's history. You get Buckbeak, you get the Marauders map, you learn about the Patronus Charm, a lot of things people associate with the Harry Potter franchise in this book. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, best book. For me, it's Order of the Phoenix. Really? Book five. Yes. With Umbridge. Was, was
0: this the longest book?
1: Uh, Maybe I Book believe, Seven was I a little bit it longer. Was. I believe I, Goblet of Fire was really long. I remember that. And then I'm trying to remember what the rest of them were. Order of the Phoenix, it's, it's actually darker, but I felt like this is where
0: it kind of transcended even young adult fiction and became serious literature. Because, well, Harry was moody. For the majority of this book. Oh, he was. He was really but great. But I enjoyed it because he was almost, well, I hate to say it, but he was a relatable character. He was. He's going through a hard time. and he That's was, why I was reluctant to let my kids read it because yeah. I'm like,
1: they're not growing up with the books like I was. He's I was on his was.
0: own. He's suffering on his own for a lot. There's a lot of just turmoil with his friends. But then I also like the whole uprising part where he and his group of young friends... Form Dumbledore's army into where the climax, which is actually really cool, where it's basically like a heist movie. They break into the Ministry of Magic and start fighting Death Eaters. They're kids. They're fighting against these adults. I just think it's 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 moody, dark, and then really, really fun. And then with a great death at the end as well. Mm. I love great death. You say great. It just makes me sad. It, it is. It, this is actually the long. Oh, it does. I, I have it here. It's the longest book, but the shortest movie.
1: I thought that was Goblet of Fire. No. Oh. All right. I'll take your word for it, because then if you're wrong, then the people will come after you and not me. Wikipedia? Next is going to be worst movie. And then, finally, best movie. The worst movie is Deathly Hallows Part 1. What?
0: I think this movie's garbage. What about the
1: animated <laughs> sequence? That was so good. It is so
0: cool. It is so cool, and it almost salvages the movie. But the movie is it's a road movie, which is generally fine. It doesn't fit this series at all. It doesn't. Um, and then it is also kind of weird when Ron turns into Frodo <laughs> and start seeing weird visions in the tent. And, you no, know, this one, I mean, I talk about how much I like the moodiness of book five. Are you but sure? in movie form, it did not work because there's no payoff. Are you sure no you not just
1: bitter at this movie for starting the splitting the final book into two franchises? Uh, I, I
0: clearly am bitter. Yeah. I, I really hate that. But they make a lot of money, so, that, I mean, that's their prerogative. Yeah. But I think this and, and Seven Part Two are two of the weakest movies, mm-hmm. beca- even like even more than Chamber of Secrets, which I don't care for the movie of that either. Okay. But I think you have a video game movie with part two and a boring road trip movie with part one and neither are complete pictures. So I think one is the worst.
1: Fair. It's a fair assessment.
0: Oh, it's by not- the way, it, it had a $960 million global take and it's the fourth highest box office
1: earner for the Harry Potter franchise. I have some box office numbers as well. My worst movie actually is the same as my worst book. It's The Half-Blood Prince. And if I may, just read my review. there's a review. This is the review I wrote when I actually, when I watched it for the first time, I said, this movie proves that the Harry Potter world has become pretentious. The filmmakers are so concentrated on showing off their special effects, getting cool shots or displaying the sets that they forget to actually tie scenes together, tell the story and at times make sense. Plus, they cut out important elements of the book so they can make more room for the never-ending romantic subplot. And they even add in pointless scenes that were never in the book. This is the weakest film of the series. It is really weak. In fact, like the whole movie is, hey, look how funny Ron is. Because Ron yeah. is quite funny. In the book, yeah, in, in the movie, yeah. But it's just like, it just seemed, I don't know. It really was kind of like, yeah, we don't even have to try anymore. We got mm-hmm. cool special effects. We're Harry Potter. And I was like, no. So I was actually really worried for the finale. And I thought they did much better in 7-1 and 7-2 than they did in 6 uh, but, and it, even then I still, I still like the movie, but this is, it's a drag to watch this one. Right. I don't, I don't enjoy watching this one as much as I enjoy I think you
0: really those. talked me into hating Half-Blood Prince, <laughs> like the book and the movie. I'm can, sorry. can will follow hate it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said,
1: I like <laughs> the book. Feed me. I still like it. It's just the weakest in the series. This movie's okay, but it's the weakest in the series. Hmm. So let's go. So now the best movie. The best movie. The best movie is Fellowship of the Ring. It is so good. (laughs) It's just time to back into your intro there. Yeah, exactly. Do you want
0: to go first? Do you want me to go first? The best movie for me is actually the lowest earner of the franchise. Mine too. Here we go. Let's give a high five.
1: Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: What? Okay. Sorry. I was just following your joke.
1: (laughs) It's the Prisoner of Azkaban. Which you may know is also my favorite book. So really, I, I had a favorite book and favorite movie, least favorite and least movie It
0: ties together pretty well. Yeah, this just like the third book goes above and beyond kid fiction which I really think the first two are, it becomes a serious
1: young adult book. Well, and this this was a lot of changes for Harry Potter. Yes. They uh, got rid of the director. Um, shoot, what's his name? Chris, Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. And then it's Alfonso Cuaron became the new director. They changed the look of Hogwarts. They had to change the Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. It really was kind of this era of like, where is this franchise going to go? But I think it worked with the maturity of the characters. As the characters matured, so did the movies. And it was, it was kind of interesting because the first two movies are very colorful
0: in terms of the magic. This one felt musty. Like it was, it was almost like it was a scary world for Harry to be in. I think there was the threat the entire time. And the, the cinematography, the actual art that goes into the picture here is not cookie cutter. Yeah. Like it was actually a very pretty movie to look at. And I think Koran did such a great job here. He did. He, and, and this it couldn't be beat. It, no
1: yeah. director could follow this. Also, uh, Malfoy gets punched in the face, and that's fun, too. Yeah, and that is fun. Um, actually, you know, you want to found out that this this was nominated for Best Original Musical Score, Best Visual Effects, but it lost. And then I found out that actually six of the eight films were nominated for 12 Academy Awards. It never won any Academy Awards. So Award. it never even got the Return of the King, like... No, Attaboy, never got to that. That was weird. Okay, and it is the lowest grossing. However, it is the second best reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's funny how like people like this one, and I don't. That's why I don't know why it was so low grossing. I don't well understand that.
0: low grossing. It made seven hundred
1: ninety six million. So that's, I mean, that's barely. That's that's more than that's less than I make in a month.
0: Ken. <laughs> right. <laughs> is definitely thirteen that. calories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this this I'm not good at math. This is a great movie. There were rumors that Alfonso Cuarón was going to come back and do I think the sixth. The, what I think the seventh movies. Right. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't, because I think he really brought a flair that I wish could have kept going.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I, mean, I I did have an issue with the spindly werewolf. I wasn't really a fan okay, of that. Sure, it you know looked like a cat. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't down with that. But I love, like I said, I love the, how they dealt with time travel. I, t- I thought the Dementors looked great. I liked the Marauders map. The whole thing was just a lot of fun. Uh, I'd also like to give an honorable mention to the original Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, because that was one of those times when I went. When it was you just, mean the Philosopher's Stone, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. If we're speaking in British. But no, th- that was one that was one of those experiences where I went, This is so magical to see what I've read come to life on the screen. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job of kind of putting that all they together. Did. And props to the filmmakers for keeping the main cast intact you know throughout they, the entire they series. They were actually going to replace them in the third movie. Oh, were they?
0: Yeah, because they're like, Oh, these kids will like they'll outgrow the roles. And they'll become Neville Longbottoms. <laughs> Which is a good thing, right? Well, not initially. Have you initially. seen that guy now? Huh? Well, now, yes. But yeah. in the movies, that guy, ah, guy's getting awkward <laughs> a little bit. And I was like, he's dreamboat. But yeah, they, they were worried that if they are like, if we make these movies every two or three years, these kids will outgrow the roles. Right. They realized how successful they were, and
1: it was every year and a half. And good on them. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think the, the films did well. I think they did good for the fans and uh, for the fans of the books. And I think they did good for people who didn't read the books either. Mm-hmm. But Prisoner of Azkaban, that's our official Bacon and sell choice as the best Harry Potter movie. Nice. Do you agree? <laughs> all right is that it well guys we've finally done it we've had a harry potter show Yay! <laughs> a really long harry potter show yep really yeah. long yeah well you know it's probably it's shorter than any of the movies <laughs> by a lot <laughs> at least uh, we have that but yes let us know uh what you think uh you know best and worst all the categories we talked about let us know at baconcell.com let us know on our facebook page let us know on twitter we like we like talking to you the listener i really think everyone should make their own butterbeer and have a drinking game of how many times that we needed to be fact check with we're gonna facts. get so fact checked on the oh, show yeah I was so rusty. I, I, need to, I, need, I, I have been reading some please. of the books with my kids yeah. and watching the movies with my kids, but I was rusty on the later ones. Please don't yell. Be nice. Everyone out there, please be nice. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, what are you going to say, Kent? What are you going to say? <laughs> But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to
0: find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at kenny 3 D. If you want to read my reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com, and you can watch me on TV on KJS Channel 14 every Friday, 8.30 a.m. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Rogers. Thanks for listening, listener. And if you have other questions, other categories, other ideas
1: for uh, Harry Potter... I'd love to know them or ideas for future Harry Potter shows. Yeah, yep. We'll because
0: yeah, it seems like maybe we've. If you want, it, it seems like we need to have a first child episode. No, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> bacon bit. What? Bacon bit. No. All bacon right, bit. so so until next time, we solemnly swear that we are bacon cell. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Take me to church. Take me to church. Wait, the song isn't about church. I mean, I know we dabbled in the last episode with Hermione a little bit. And uh, that sounds weird. At least you're not Hufflepuff.
1: you are angering people right now. <laughs> Stop angering the fans. Oh, by the way, uh, Neville has a third nipple. Take the Pottermore quiz. We need to know if you're a teleporter or a flyer. Many small witches and wizards are chosen by longer ones. I feel uncomfortable right now. <laughs> well obviously that means you hate your mother <laughs> what so she was probably hard flexible she's like the angela lansbury of her time a cat is cuddly and loving you picked them and rubbed them and snuggled them didn't you murder five cats to save my leg ones? <laughs> they were feral <laughs> that's not one of the magical bats no, but i really want a lemur dummy doors. right don't ever speak ill of albus dumbardor in my presence we're like double door, come I right? Uh, Never. I mean, I'm i a little judgy. I'm like, come on, Lupin. Stop robbing the cradle. There are hormones. And this <laughs> needs to be. Love, Kent. It's, it's love. love. I remember I got most improved player the time I got
0: the third base. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> I'm, I'm creeped out by what was just said in the past, like, a minute. That's not creepy. <laughs> okay, it's a little weird, but it's nice.
1: Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Hurry!
0: Mischief managed.